We're going to open, if you have your Bible, open it up to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. You've heard various testimonies this morning about God delivering and answering prayers and promises to His people. And that's the key right there, to His people. His people. His people. You, if you are a blood-bought child of God, disciple of Christ, sincerely and wholeheartedly, i got to throw that in there, sincerely and wholeheartedly disciple of Christ, you have been made victorious. You have been made more than a conqueror. God promises, I believe it's Isaiah 41 or 43 that says, When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. When the water comes up, it will not drown you. And I paraphrased it. God says in Isaiah that I will protect you. I will guide you by my mighty hand. I will be with you. God has not left us weak-kneed and faint-hearted. He told He told Joshua, "Be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage." See, you got to understand something in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. God's given you a key to your victory. You've heard Sister Young He talk about how she just trusted God. She trusted God with OnStar when she was in Dallas, Texas, and with other things, and God worked them out. You heard Brother Kevin's testimony about when he was sick and how he trusted God and said, I'm not accepting this. It's not happening to me. You've heard my wife's testimonies. Church, God's given us a key to overcoming. Amen. We have to preach on when the fire falls. But with the songs and, and the people just giving their testimonies, God's saying, Church, you've got a weapon. You've got a, and it's one of the most effective weapons. Some might say it's more effective than your praise. Well, why would you say that that say that? Because you came through it. See, you have to go through some things in order to appreciate what God has done for you. Verse 11, if you'll stand to your feet as we read the word. And they overcame. And they overcame. And they overcame. And they overcame him. Who's him? Satan. And they overcame Satan. By the blood of the Lamb. And God has blessed you. It says you, they overcame. You overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb. First of all, you've been made an overcomer by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing else matters. Nothing else can separate you from God but you. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. And by the word 
And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. You may be seated. Father, I ask you to open up your word to our minds, our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our lips, our breath, our tongue, our very being. Enable us to get your message this morning, Father, and walk in the power and the authority of it. In Jesus' mighty awesome name. Your word. You come through some stuff. You may you Yeah, you know, I've said it before. You need to take a you need to take some paper out and take a pen and pencil and just sit down and start writing everything you've been through. 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 That means you didn't stay there. You, you, you're not stuck in a rut. Oh, you may have been stuck in a rut for a season. Because things happen. You know, there was a time where I was working two jobs. I was working at a factory. I was working at a cleaning place. I After work, I'd go over to this um, uh, trucking company to clean their offices. And I kid you not, it seemed like for like two weeks we had toilet problems. And I had to call into, call into my second job, tell them I'd be late, tell them I wouldn't be there because we had to fix the toilet. For like two weeks, I'm like, Lord, I'm going to get in trouble over here. And you gave me this job. But you know what? After two weeks, it was a short season. We got through it. And it was a stinky thing to fix. But you know what? That, that was not permanent. It was a temporary, it was a small season. We finally got the, got the plumbing fixed so that it wouldn't get plugged up anymore. It's a season. You, you, you have things that you go through, but church, you got to understand, the things that you go through, they don't have to define who you are. They don't have to, they don't have to make you a drug addict or an alcoholic. Amen. They don't define who you are. What they do, they define what you've been through. What defines who you are is what you decide to do with that situation looking forward. The only time you're not going to go forward in the Lord is one, when you don't start giving a testimony. You just sit down. See, you got to understand something. Job sat down. Job sat down. Now there, and that next month was a little better. You may not realize how much better it was, but if you take a deep breath and you step back and you look at what your month was before you got to next month or the previous month, you look at the previous month while you're in next month and you're going to be like, wow. God was starting to move. God sent sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so, and they encouraged me. Man, I made it to church, and the praise and worship service was awesome. Amen. I felt a deliverance. I felt a, a liberty. I felt God touch me. I felt God heal me. Yes. Yes. 
See, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta develop an attitude of expectation. Church, if you're not expecting God to do anything for you, He ain't going to. That's right. If you don't ask God to do something for you, the odds are He's not gonna do it. That's right. People will intercede for you, and God will answer their prayers. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but the bottom line. There comes a time in everybody's life, in every stage of the spirit, every maturity level, where God is saying, you know what? I know they're interceding for you, but I'm going to orchestrate a time where it's just me and you. You don't believe me? That's what happened to Jacob. Jacob came back to meet his brother, came, went, came to come home after getting his wives. And he was fearful of Esau. And he sent part of his company one way and another company another way out of fear. And it was just him and God. And that night an angel wrestled with him. Just him and God. There comes a time, church, Paul and Silas were the only two in that prison cell in their situation. Yes. The Bible says, you may be the only one in your current situation, but God's on the other end of it waiting to see what you're going to do. And when you start praising Him, and you start thanking Him, and you start glorifying Him in your situation, you get your deliverance. That's right. You get your blessing. And like verse 11 in, in Revelation 12 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. See, God heard their praises and their testimony. And he opened the doors and the shackles fell off. You need some shackles to fall off. You need some chains to, to break off. You need prison doors to open up. And God will do that. Amen. And then, by the word of your testimony... By the word of your testimony. It's just a test. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's just a test. God's saying, I know what I've made you to be. I know who I've called you to be. Now it's up to you to become that. And the only way we become those, become what God has called us, you gotta understand. God's called you to be the head, not the tail. He's called you to be above and not beneath. Deuteronomy 28. I love that chapter. All those things God says that you shall be. But we have to honor him. We have to give him the praise, the glory, and the honor. We have to, we have to go through these things in our lives with the mindset, this is temporary. And it doesn't have to define who I am. I define who I am in my future by my actions and my attitude. And I define it even further by how much I am willing. See, here's the bottom line. How much am I willing of myself to give to God? 
Because this last part, and they loved not their lives unto death. Do you love the Lord more than you love your wife and children? Ooh. For those of us that are married, that's a, that's a hard question for some. Do you love the Lord more than you do money? Do you love the Lord more than you do food? Do you love the Lord more than material things? See, we have to learn to love the Lord because one, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and how much we love the Lord. You're victorious, church. He's given it to you. God has made you a victorious warrior. He's made you an awesome warrior. He's made you a mighty man and woman of valor. He called Gideon by his real name. Thou mighty man of valor. God's calling you by your real name. You have a testimony, church. You have the power to overcome. The question is, will you, will you stay sit, sitting down and never give up? You know the definition of failure is you don't get back up. You decide to stay down and out for the count. You decide not to get back up. God's saying, I want you to get back up. I didn't call you to stay down. You may be down for a season, but I've called you to get up. I've called you to rise above it. You know, the, the Chuck Norris movies, if you've ever seen him, he always rises above the problem. Always. God wants you to rise above your problems. Jesus Christ arose above all of his problems. And he told us, I have overcome the world, therefore you can overcome the world. Amen. You're an overcomer.